Hey, welcome. It is seven minutes after the hour, and it's Frost Your Buttons Friday. That means you can call on any topic you choose. Of course, we brought our own topics to the table. Uh, and it is, uh, did I say it's 9.07? Because if I didn't, let me just tell you that if you're supposed to be somewhere at 9 o'clock, you're, you're seven minutes late. Anyway, uh, the number to call, 874-9390, if you're local. If you're not local, it's 800-529-5572. Or you can go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message, and it will pop up in studio. The global warming people are getting absolutely insane. I just love what's going on out here. And you didn't, the folks you didn't mention the temperature outside currently. It's like 53. Whew, it's hot. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's uh, uh, areas of the country that are already uh, having frost. Uh, it's it's global warming. Uh-huh. We talked it, about this yesterday. Yeah, I thought we, you understood. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I, I thoroughly understood. Anyway, uh, we got election update news. Uh, we've got uh, the uh, folks at Volkswagen, for whom I now have a great deal more respect. Uh, so this group of idiots decided to protest at Volkswagen uh, because of global warming. And um, what they did is they went into the building and they glued their hands to the floor, which apparently is the new thing to do. <laughs> and uh, so one of these uh, geniuses, a scientist, who is convinced the world is coming to an end because he read the UN climate thing, says, together with 15 other members of Scientist Rebel One, I have occupied the Porsche Pavilion. Uh, nine of us glued to the floor and some of us on a hunger strike until our demands to decarbonize the German transport sector, that's the automotive sector, are met. Here's, here's the idiot himself. I'm Gianluca Grimalda, I'm a researcher in social psychology at the Research Institute in Germany, and I'm here in the Porsche Pavilion in the Autostadt of Wolfsburg to denounce the responsibility of Volkswagen in the climate emergency that we are facing. Climate emergency? Volkswagen is the largest car manufacturer in Europe and the second largest in the world. And the transport sector, the car sector, has a huge responsibility in the climate emergency. There are 12% of CO2 emissions that come from the car sector. So we are here with eight other members of a scientist rebellion and with the six people who are helping us to demand the acceptance of the demands of our campaign. So they... They're demanding that Volkswagen yeah. do what they want <laughs> because they're convinced there's a problem. But wait, here's one of the demands I was like, what? Introduction of a speed limit on motorways in Germany and the reintroduction of the nine euro tickets that allow the people to travel freely well, for nine euros on the public transport. So they want Volkswagen and everybody else to kowtow to them, and they want to be able to use public transportation for nine euros. Uh, apparently, they they think that uh, this should be subsidized and that they're the ones who get to make that decision. In Germany. And we are here because we know as scientists that there is a clear connection between the amount of CO2 emissions and the increase in temperatures. And we have already seen that now with only 1.2 
temperature increases since the pre-industrial level, we are observing famines, floods, droughts, and, and, and many other extreme weather events. We already know that that's not true. They have uh, environmental uh, environmentalists, meteorologists, and uh, they they know that there are no more extreme weather events. Uh, in fact, there seem to be fewer. So this is Bravo Sierra, but he still believes it. We know that that is the cause, and we know that we must stop CO2 emissions. We know that we must decarbonize. The uh, standard net zero by 2050, which also Volkswagen complies with, we know that will bring many millions of people dying. We know. Oh, many millions of people dying. It is the end of the world. And how do they know this? know that for sure, because uh, I read the International Panel of Climate Change report, and we know <laughs> that this is going to happen. Okay. All right. So now that we know that. So now they've gone into Volkswagen, uh, and they've each uh, superglued their hands to the floor. I can think of a better use for that glue. Yeah, well... <laughs> So, and, and now you're wondering why I have uh, more respect uh, for the folks at Volkswagen today than yesterday. Uh, the same uh, moron uh, tweets, and I don't know how he's tweeting with one hand, but apparently he is. Uh, Volkswagen told us they supported our right to protest, but they refused our request to provide us with a bowl to urinate and defecate in, uh, in a decent manner while we are glued <laughs> and have turned off the heating People in support can't get out of the building. Uh, just a clarification, people in support can get out of the building, but then they couldn't get back in. <laughs> we, we can't order our food. We must use the one uh, provided by Volkswagen. Lights off, random unannounced checks by security guards with bright torches. Police just came by. <laughs> So, folks at Volkswagen, uh, I, I tip my hat to you. Uh, so now they're apparently getting ready for their first night of sleep inside the Porsche Pavilion to demand Volkswagen eventually act to decarbonize the transport sector. Um, and so uh, they are without a bathroom, without food, without heat, without light. Uh, I kind of I like what they're doing at Volkswagen. Uh, just, you know, I might go out and buy me a Porsche. If you were the employer, wouldn't you, like, uh, rip them off the floor, give them an empty cardboard box, say, collect your belongings, and get out? Well, uh, yeah, personally, I would. I would have uh, my security team go to each one of them and just lift their hands straight up. Yes. Uh, as I've pointed out in the past, the super glue is, has no sheer strength. You can rip. You can move your hand to the left or to the right, and it'll come off relatively painlessly. But if you go straight up, well, that hurts like hell. Uh, in fact, uh, you're liable to leave a little of yourself behind. And that's probably what I would do. But I thought, boy, <laughs> this is just great. What a bunch of morons! And I'm, you know, I'm wondering how many days they're going to hang around. You know, the good thing stick is around. if they if they can't yeah, stick around, yeah. Uh, good thing is, Brian, if they can't eat, that lessens their demands to defecate. <laughs> That's true. Which I'm sure the folks at Volkswagen will be happy with. Did you say they demand a pot to uh, pee on? Uh, okay. 
Yeah, in Puyin. Um, yes. All right. Uh, and who cleans that up? Uh, I don't. Please don't send video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just love these people. Um, what a bunch of more. And, you know, and it's the public schools. They have these kids uh, absolutely terrified that global warming is going to destroy the world. And it's not. It just isn't. Stop it. Quit scaring these kids for no good reason. Seems so unfair. Anyway, uh, you want to comment, uh, feel free, 874-9390-800-529-5572. But we need to find a way to uh, teach these people that man-made global warming is not an issue. You know, all of the evidence... All of the evidence indicates that we are not seeing more severe storms or more of them. And yet they're convinced that that it's true. And unless you can start enlightening them, well, then they're going to continue. They're learning this in public schools. By the way, I am curious... Apparently, they've decided uh, to uh, recommend at the federal level that all the children in school get the China flu vaccine. Uh, Florida is not going to adhere to this. But what if they demand that in your school? Imagine your kids. Now, if, and, and I know a lot of you, I've talked with you in the past about this vaccine. You don't like it. You don't trust it. You don't want your kids on it. Now the public school systems, and I imagine uh, that uh, the public schools in, uh, for sure, in St. Louis, Kansas City, probably in Columbia will try, uh, in Springfield, will probably try to force you uh, to vaccinate your kids in order for them to go to public school. What will you do then? Really, what will you do then? You, you'll get a letter in the mail, and you'll open it up, and it'll be from your local public school, and they will say, uh, based on recommendations from the CDC, uh, we are um, enforcing a mandate that your child get vaccinated. What will you do? Will you just, you know, say, okay, uh, we'll have to get Junior vaccinated? Or will you say, I'm, I'm, my kid's not going through, I'm not risking my kid uh, getting that vaccine. I'm taking him out of public school. What, what, what will you do? I'm curious. 874-9390-800-529-5572. Uh, Bob says, Gary, frosting my buns, the more parents are getting their kids out of public schools, the more the culture changes, uh, cultural changes are being noticed at the local parochial high school. Uh, From trash being left in vulgar language, uh, being spoken in the parking lots to teachers being disrespected and ignored in the classrooms to the total disregard during opening ceremonies at home sporting events. The number of these students and parents that don't participate in the national anthem and opening prayers is shocking. Uh, Okay. Really? 
Okay, well, you know, it's a private school, uh, then they ought to be able to say, you do or you go. Uh, but let me see what uh, what's on your mind. It's Froster Buns Friday. We'll go to John first. John, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Hi. Hi. Uh, I just got a perspective, totally practical, I think, about the global warming argument that you don't have to argue about whether it's man-caused or whether, you know, it exists at all. No one else in the world is going to comply with U.S. regulations except the population of the United States. And we only represent 4.2% of the world population. So if we cut carbon in half, that would be a 2.1% change we could make. Are we willing to sacrifice our economy and our standard of living for a 2.1% change? Well, actually, that, that number would be way off because we manufacture... Uh, more than just about anybody else in the world, and and so that wouldn't uh, that wouldn't be an accurate number. Well, but I, but, but I, but I, I unless China and unless China and Russia and all of those other countries do the same things we're doing, we're not going to make an appreciable difference, no matter what we do. Or not, if, you know what, if they all do what uh, is being asked, it still won't make an appreciable difference. Even if China no. complies, it's so stupid, and they just won't give it up. John, i got to run a, a real close on the clock. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Callers, hang on. This is literally the shortest break of the hour, and I want to hear about your response. If the school tells you you must give your kid the China flu vaccine, will you pull your kid or will you get him the shot? the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. 924, glad to have you with us. So the federal government has decided that uh, children should be vaccinated. And in most states, the only one I know for sure is Florida, uh, but other states, uh, generally speaking, the schools, uh, school systems go with the government recommendation to uh, to vaccinate. And they're saying, you know, our recommendation is you got to give your kid the China flu. So if your public school acquiesces, if they say, you know, you'll get a letter in the mail and it'll say the CDC recommends. And so we are mandating that your child get the uh, the China flu shot uh, or will not be allowed in school. Will you get your kid the China flu shot? 874-9390 or 800-529-5572 or just go to the Gary, uh, to GaryNolan.com and send me a message. Uh, Mardine is first in line. Mardine, welcome. How are you? Hi, Gary. Listen, a while ago you put on your um, phone, gave us a website to get a hold of the state people. You said there was a state statute that said that we didn't have to get our kids mandated. We just had to let them know. That's what we're going to try first if they give us a real hard time and we can't get it done, then we are going to pull our grandbaby, uh, my grandbaby, out of the school and just home teach him. But um, I just wanted to let you know, I went down to Springfield not too, uh, last week. I could not find um, a radio station with your guys' program on it. Do you have, what is the number down there in Springfield that your radio program is on? Uh, we're on both AM and FM in Springfield. Brian, do you know the uh, KWTO? KWTO AM. And FM. I radio searched. I, I, you know, searched the radio stations, but I, the channels, I couldn't find anything. No, we're we're on. Uh, and if you weren't listening, now you you're going to owe us money. I'm. I'm uh oh. 
Yeah, there's no excuse. Uh, Brian, if we can, um, I'll tell you what, we will shout out the station address on your radio dial in a few minutes, okay? Wonderful. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Mardine. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Okay, it's 93.3 FM and 560 AM, but however, I think we're just on the AM in Springfield. Really? Yeah. I I thought we were on FM, too. Not sure. Anyway, um, that's where we're at. Uh, So if you're uh, heading to Springfield, there you go. Steve, you get that letter in the mail about your kids from the school, and they say uh, if you want your kid to join, you know, to to continue getting a a great government education, uh, you need to get him the clot shot. I'm sorry, the China flu shot. (laughs) Um, Well, we we've received that letter for the last fifteen years with our kids just getting normal vaccines because we have a religious exemption and we choose not to get them vaccinated. So I don't, I don't see how this would be any different. I mean, there's, there's got to be an exemption to this just like there is everywhere else. What if they won't let you have that exemption? What would you do? Well, the last thing anybody wants is for me to be teaching my kids. So that's not going to be a good option, but um, we, we would, find an alternative, whether that would be private school like we did for the older one or um, something of that nature, online school, because we would not send her and require that she get a shot. All right. Thank you very much, Steve. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. And we are on FM. I knew we were. I was I was almost positive, but I don't want to throw it out there. Uh, what is the FM? Uh, 93.3 FM. 93.3 yeah. FM uh, in Springfield. Uh, let's see. Brian, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. It's Froster Buns Friday. What's up? Oh, I'm frosted. Um, I heard this morning that the EPA is opening a racial inquest into the water shortage in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, because, you know, their water system corroded and the city officials didn't do anything. And then they cry to Washington, D.C. for help. And it's like, whatever happened to people solving their own problems? I mean, I, I just cannot believe... Um, the garbage that goes on with people blaming everybody else for what's happened. So they're going to Washington, D.C. for relief for a problem that is a municipal problem. Exactly. You know, they had a big <laughs> issue with their water shortage, and they were uh, had to pump, you know, bring in cases of water from everywhere else because their water system uh, basically went to heck in a handbasket. And, you know, they ignored it for how many years, and suddenly it's a Washington, D.C. problem. Now the EPA will be down there looking to see if it wasn't uh, discriminatory because I believe the city is something 90% African-American or something like that. Well, who's in charge of the city? Are they uh, African-American? Well, Are they Democrats? Theoretically, the voters would be, right? Well, yeah, but who did they elect? Did they elect black progressives? Uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't yeah, tell major, you that, but I just... I can't think of a major urban area where the conservatives are in charge. It's almost always progressives. Correct. Yeah. All right, Brian, thank you. Uh, I understand why your buns are frosted. I do. Uh, per HEPA, isn't it illegal for a school or anyone to demand to see your medical records? Well, they can say if you want in, you have to show them to us. You're listening to the Gary Nolan Show. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 9.35, Bill Maher has uh, apparently awakened. We'll talk about that. Uh, if you just turn the radio on, uh, because the CDC is recommending uh, that uh, everybody, all children, uh, get the uh, the China flu 
vaccine. Uh, I'm wondering what you will do because most schools adhere to those recommendations. If you get a letter in the mail demanding that your child get the China flu vaccine or the kid isn't allowed in school, how will you respond? Will you get the kid the vaccine so that you can continue to send them to the government school or will you find an alternative method? Uh, I, I really suspect that a lot of people are going to be pulling their kids out of government schools. This could be a blessing in disguise, if you ask me. But I got a message from Patrick Bryan. He said, with respect to the vaccine mandate, I would inform the school that the doctor informs us that the vaccine would interfere with my daughter's gender reassignment. <laughs> any, any restrictions on the school's part would constitute a Title IX violation, which in turn would invite federal civil rights lawsuit. Not sure if it's true, but they are idiots. And the response should prove comically entertaining. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I would not. I, You know, I believed at the beginning and I believe to this day that you get to make those choices. You want to get the shot, you get the shot. You don't, you shouldn't be compelled to. At least not by the government. And if, if I were a parent of a child... If I were a parent, if, if I had a, 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 if my progeny was under 65 years old, and, and uh, Brian could accomplish that at his age, but I, I, <laughs> I couldn't at mine, I, I would recommend they not get the shot. It's my personal recommendation. Uh, I got the shot. I thought it was the best thing for a guy my age. Uh, there are times I regret it. Uh, there's a part of me that thinks this might be what killed my sister. Uh, and I want to know what they know about those shots. But I would not let my kid get that shot. And I hope there are enough parents out there who are upset about being compelled to give their kid the shot that they take their kids out of government school. And it is my hope that they bring them home and homeschool them. Because if you don't, if you continue to send your kids to government schools, they will continue to be indoctrinated. They will believe that man-made global warming is going to decimate the globe. That they should be out gluing their hands to the... You know, the drastic things that they're doing is because they're scared. They'll miss the drag queen shows, though. I mean, how are you going to teach that at home? Uh, how... <laughs> I'll explain the lunacy of that. But but seriously, these when you see these idiots gluing their hands to the street, blocking traffic, uh, doing what they were doing at Volkswagen uh, that we talked about earlier this morning, they're doing it because they're scared. They've been misinformed, and they're terrified that the world will become unlivable if we don't stop burning carbon fuel. And they're learning this in school, government schools. Uh, the only way to take control of this is for enough parents to get their kids out of those schools. Because they're just going to be indoctrinated over and over again. Um, 
as a as an aside, and I can't go into great detail here. Uh, apparently, uh, Dale Roberts has to change his uh, his name. Dale was the uh, head of the CPOA. He's on our gun show all the time, uh, and it's come to my attention that he is uh, compelled to uh, change his name. I don't think we can say on the air what his new name is, but um, is this a Democrat candidate that did this? Yes, it is. Uh huh. I had to Dave. update my contact information for you know. Um, Dale and with the new name. Well, it used to be Dale. Yeah. Um, he's a candidate for the 44th District House of Representatives, and this is the kind of language he uses? Uh huh. Oh, that's insane. <laughs> that's insane. Nobody should elect this guy. Nobody should elect this guy. He's. That's just ugly. I can't tell you the name that he called uh, Dale Roberts, but it is ugly. The name is. All right. Um, wow. You watching the Pennsylvania race, Brian? The Senate race, Fetterman and Oz? It is uh, neck, neck and, and neck. neck. Well, one neck is bigger than the other. Yeah, well, that's because of that big lump. <laughs> uh, no, that's his head. I'm sorry. Uh, the big lump. Uh, let's see. Philadelphia has Election Day nears. A new insider advantage poll shows Republican nominee Dr. Mehmet Oz has gained ground on Democrat nominee John Fetterman in Pennsylvania's Senate race. Now a dead heat, according to the poll, of 550, 550 likely voters conducted three weeks before the election day. The poll has a margin of error of 4.2%. Fetterman and Oz are now tied in the polling, 46%, with 5% of those polled uh, remaining undecided. Uh, libertarian candidate Eric Gerhardt came in at about 2%. So if this race uh, is lost, don't be blaming Gerhardt. You know, there, there's another story. I was reading another story about um, libertarian candidates. And the Republican response, at first the mistake is the Republicans are the only ones uh, that uh, vote libertarian. It's not true. There are fiscally conservative Democrats who think... I want the Republicans out of my bedroom. And they often vote Libertarian. And if these parties, if the, if the Republicans really feel as though the Libertarians are hurting their chances, why don't they change and become more, you know, strongly uh, constitutional? It's not like they have to to uh, violate the, the, the Constitution. It, 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 it's like they have to support it more. That's all libertarians want. They want constitutionally limited government. Come out and do that, and you're going to have, uh, you know, libertarian support. I find a Republican that has enough libertarian views, I support him. Instead, what they want to do is pretend that they're entitled to those votes. Well, Democrats and Republicans are not entitled to your vote. They have to earn it. And if they don't earn it, you get to go wherever you feel, uh, you know, that you're, uh, you're being represented. Instead, it's like, oh, no, just, just get rid of the Libertarians and the Greens. No, no. 
you get more constitutional, then you can get our support. Uh, anyway, Fetterman and Oz are now tied. Uh, the uh, Insider Advantage chairman, Matt Towery, says Fetterman's shrinking lead was a result of self-described independent voters breaking for Oz by 20 points. Oz is also picking up an unusually high 14% of the African-American vote. And Asians and Hispanics prefer Oz, say they're voting for Oz by a wide margin. Fetterman continues to enjoy a 10-point lead among female voters, while men prefer Oz at that same rate. Uh, meanwhile, the race for the governor has tightened as well. Uh, in late September, the Democrat nominee, his name was uh, Shapiro, held a double-digit lead over Doug Mastriano. Uh, in the latest poll, Shapiro came in at 49, Mastriano 42, 6% polled, said they remain undecided. Um, the race for governor of Pennsylvania has tightened Shapiro back under the uh, 50% he enjoyed in the previous survey. Uh, Mastriano has gained among independent voters who are breaking his way uh, by nearly 10, uh, 18 points. We're going to have to see how the uh, governor's race uh, unfolds, but I do believe Oz is going to win. All we need now, all we need now is Georgia. Georgia breaks in the right direction. It's over for the Democrats. It's over for Biden. We have officially entered gridlock. And I love gridlock. Things don't necessarily get better, but they don't get worse either. Unless, of course, the Republicans let us down and cave. All right. It's Froster Buns Friday. Anything that's on your mind, we'll discuss at 874-9390-800-529-5572. A rather expensive commode that I wanted to get around to talking about yesterday. I didn't. We'll tell you about it in just a few minutes. On the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 950, 950. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. It is Froster Buns Friday, so whatever's on your mind, we'll discuss it. Consumer Finance Protection Board is in trouble. It may ultimately disappear, much to the dismay of Squaw Warren, who really just championed the hell out of this when she was in the house. We'll get to that in just a minute, but first, a commode that, well, frankly, is worth more than most people's homes. Uh, this is in San Francisco. According to the San Francisco Chronicle, this toilet will cost the city $1.7 million. It'll be located near 24th Street and Noah Valley's uh, main commercial corridor. They got the funding from the state budget to build the restroom per request of families in the area. In a joint statement issued to the newspaper, the Parks and Rec Department of Public Works said there are several reasons for the cost, including the cost to build in the city and the rising construction costs for materials. It's crazy. It's just sort of an artifact of everything going crazy in the city, said former San Francisco resident Michael uh, Pabinek. How could it possibly be 1.7 million dollars? <laughs> this is this is one toilet, one commode. Yes, one toilet. All righty um, then. Well, uh, here, yeah. <laughs> here's here's the thing. You give me 1.7 million dollars to build a toilet, and I'll build an 8,000 square foot house around it. 
<laughs> with a four-car garage and still give you change. Um, it sounds fishy. Is it so not that, hooked up to the uh, main sewer system or something? I mean, how could you justify that amount of money for one toilet? It's a city run by Democrats, Brian. Yeah, I get that, but <laughs> $1.7 I don't understand. Local uh, television station uh, it literally went out to Parks and Rec uh, for a breakdown on the cost, but they never heard back. Um, so $1.7 million for a commode. That's got to be one fancy restroom. Then again, you know what else uh, occurs to me? If you're, if you're going to uh, uh, put that sort of a, a facility up in San Francisco... You've got to make it so that it's virtually vandal-proof. You've got to make it so that it's at least challenging uh, for uh, anybody to do drugs in there. I don't know how you would do that. I'm sure it's an all-gender bathroom, too. If there's just one, they have to, you know, invite both sexes, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, su I suppose so. Weird. $1.7 million for a for a, a commode. Didn't they do, you know what, uh, several years ago in Pennsylvania, uh, in the park, uh, they've got a federal park or something, and they built a, a million dollar restroom. So it's, it's not unheard of. Uh, the left will spend all kinds of money on bathrooms, I guess. All right, uh, the Consumer Finance Protection Board we, we talked about this with Dave Rowland yesterday. A lot of uh, folks listening today don't didn't get to hear him because he's on in the final hour of the program. The original uh, the originalist legal revolution continues to pay dividends, writes the Wall Street Journal. And the latest evidence is a bombshell appellate ruling on Wednesday that the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau's funding scheme is not constitutional. Congress's attempt to end-run political accountability for financial regulators has suffered a direct hit. Apparently, the way Squaw Warren uh, devised this uh, funding, they could go to the Fed and ask for any amount of money they wanted, and they would get it, no questions asked. But the Constitution demands that the House of Representatives which controls the budget, should make those decisions. So when they passed Dud-Flop, a.k.a. Dodd-Frank, um, this, this kind of got included. Each year, the director simply requests funding from the Fed, which must transfer the money as long as it doesn't exceed 12% of the central bank's operating expense. Other regulatory agencies are subject to Congress annual appropriation. Companies challenged their payday lending rule in court and argued the agency's unique funding scheme violates the separation of powers. Community Financial Services Association is the group that uh, went against them. A three-judge Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals panel agreed this week, explaining the Bureau's double insulation from Congress purse strings is unprecedented, it's double insulated because the Fed finances itself through bank assessment and earnings on its bond portfolio, not through Congress. So 
what what remains uh, to be decided is whether this unconstitutionally funded board whose rulemaking has uh, really irritated a lot of free market people, if those rules stand. If they decide that because it was unconstitutional and should not have been funded, it's entirely possible all of those stupid rules go away. The law evades the Constitution's dictate that no money shall be drawn from the Treasury, but in consequence of appropriations made by law. The founders viewed Congress' exclusive power over the purse as an indispensable check on the overgrown prerogatives of other branches of government, according to uh, Judge Corey Wilson. Unanimous decision. I'll bet, I'll bet she is just ballistic. Anything that irritates her, I'm happy with. Just saying. Uh, also in the news, the rail strike that might happen. You know, I, I talked about this when it first bubbled up. Because there's a, you know, Biden needs two things to happen. He needs the unions to acquiesce. And he needs uh, uh, the, the strike to not happen. Because if the railroad strike happens before the election and makes the, you know, the likelihood that stores struggle to get uh, stock, it's going to look worse for Biden. He needs the unions to cave, but he also needs the unions to win. So he's between a rock and a hard place. And right now, there is a union, a very large union, that doesn't like the deal that Biden put together. And Biden did put it together. This was Biden's, you know, uh, team. Apparently, track maintenance workers balked at the deal. And they're thinking, no, we're not going to do this. Now, if they go on strike, nobody else will cross their picket line. When that happens, rail, which is a, you know, a, a, the way we move a lot of goods in this country, shuts down. Store shelves begin to empty. And it doesn't take long. Biden's got to make the unions cave. And he has very little time to do it. We'll be back. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.